part of it is being honest, which is, I don't know what's going on and I'm terrified by it. Right. Just owning the truth versus trying to make it go away. Exactly. And a lot of activities acceptance. just become about that. Yeah. Acceptance and surrender That's and love. Right. You you said it and it's it's absolutely right, right? So much of love is the energy of the world and yeah. recognizing that whatever is creating all of this is doing it out of love. Yeah. And we may not understand why the world is the way that it is, but we're never going to understand the world. It's always been a mystery and it will always be a mystery. And the more we try to grab at it, the more f- hectic it becomes. So knowing that we're being held in love and that it's okay to have fear, to have anger, to have whatever's true for you and to not need to run away from that, but to maybe try to befriend it or to look into it a little bit. This is where a lot of power and change comes from. Welcome to the Good Life Coach Podcast. I am your host, Michelle Lamoureux. The intention of this show is to awaken you to your fullest potential. Join me each week for inspiring interviews to elevate an area of your life, as well as interviews with women entrepreneurs who are creating success on their own terms. Each episode provides actionable tips to guide you to design a life you love. Hey there, it's Michelle and welcome back to the show. Joining us today is Derek Notman. We are having a philosophical conversation with some tactical advice on how to manage these really uncertain times, how to ground, how to accept, how to flow with life versus resist to it, how to embrace silence and so much more. Now you'll be learning more about Derek's background in a moment when we jump into the interview. We go deep today. And so if you enjoy that, make sure you are signed up for my newsletter list with some of the upcoming guests. I'm going to be doing Instagram lives, which I will announce through my newsletter, which you can sign up for over at thegoodlifecoach.com. And you can do forward slash 143 for the show notes and to access information about Derek and the work that he does. I'd also like to invite you to connect with me over on Instagram. My handle there is Michelle with one L underscore Lamoureux, L-A-M-O-U-R, like the word love in French, E-U-X. So that again is Michelle with one L underscore L-A-M-O-U-R, E-U-X. Be sure to say hello. And I look forward to doing some more Instagram lives with different guests so that we can get connected to each other. You can ask questions and just to take this conversation one step further and dive deeper into subjects, especially one like today where Derek does body work and he can show us some exercises on Instagram that you can't experience through an audio experience. Okay, so let's just get into the show. Here we go. Hey there, it's Michelle and welcome back to the show. Joining us today is Derek Notman, who has a degree in philosophy. He's a movement educator and a Jinshin Jitsu, you can pronounce it for me, Derek, Jitsu practitioner. Yep, Jinshin Jitsu. Jinshin Jitsu practitioner. Welcome, Derek. 
Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. I'm so happy to have you um, on the show today. So we connected years ago in Boston. I remember in my early 20s, wanting to do, uh, I liked acupuncture, but I didn't love the needles. And I remember finding a practitioner and having a really good experience with Jinshin Jitsu. Yeah. And then years later, I was like, oh, let me look up that person. And she was gone, but you were in the space. And I was like, let's just give this a go. And I had such a great experience working Mm -hmm. with you. And I always felt very grounded. And it was such a positive experience. And um, you came to mind recently because I just feel like the world is really divided right now. People are incredibly anxious. We're hearing everything from the daily updates on the pandemic to wildfires spreading around the world, uh, you know, gun violence, global warming, you name it. And it's like, it's tough. It's tough right now because so much is coming at us. And my intention today, with, with uh, my hope today too, is that I want to get your perspective because I always walked away from every session, even though you're working on my body, it also worked on my spirit. And mm. you would always say these sort of just very simple yet profound things that would stay with me. So mm. I'm so excited to have you on. Um, so let's get started. I guess, you know, Give us your perspective. Let's start with the philosophical background that you have. Uh, How do you look at what's happening today in the world? How do you wake up to manage all of this? Mm. Um, Well, thank you for the lovely introduction. And I'm so glad that uh, um, to be here and to be reconnecting. Um, Yeah. So, God, where to begin with all that? Um, You know, I think it's important to recognize that there's always stuff happening, right? The world is always a fairly unsafe, un- insecure, chaotic place. And I don't know that that is uh, ever not the case, although it certainly feels like the music is picked up in its uh, speed and intensity these days. And that there's uh, across all categories, there seems to be pretty epic dysfunction. And so it can be hard to get a sense of... Um, what's right action in the world these days, right? There's so much contradictory information. There's so much opinion. Um, But, you know, from my perspective, it's all trance, right? Everybody is out there in their trance. There's collective trances. There's all kinds of stories that are leading people toward behaviors that uh, it seems to me that the best thing we can do is stop, full stop, and just take a breath and sort of assess what's really going on. And so, you know, I don't have any great insight into what's going on in the world. I'm just uh, trying to maintain my own balance amidst it and um, recognizing that a lot of what comes across information wise and everything else is, is kind of rubbish. Right. And so there's a, a need for discernment and discrimination. And uh, this is a very important time for that. I think, uh, we're living in a world that is in a state of real um, upheaval and change. And so that feels chaotic and is scary, but it's also how things change. I mean, if you think about individuals, people don't usually make significant changes in their life until they're really forced to. Mm. And so I think we're experiencing that at a collective level. And so 
nobody knows where it's going to go or what's going to happen next. And that's just fundamental, right? Not knowing is sort of the fundamental condition of being here, if we're honest. So it's not uh, anything new, but it is um, because the world is so much more invasive and pervasive these days, you can't seem to get away from it, which at least in my memory of life, there was a lot slower. We used to have more space. It was easier to sort of unplug. So I think that uh, we have to be more diligent about finding our own time to unplug. And so this is for me where, you know, having spent most of my life involved in these practices, um, I'm grateful to have a practice and I'm grateful to have a study because it gives me an anchor. It gives me a grounding amidst a world that can feel very chaotic. And so I think this is a gift that uh, we all can learn to give to ourselves. And at the simplest and most powerful level, it's really about stillness and silence. But for anyone who's tried to spend any time in stillness and silence, that's simple, but not easy. So we need to undergo a process of learning to remember how to let go and how to allow ourselves to abide in the simplicity of stillness and silence and not chase the narrative, not chase the thoughts that arise, and to not get hooked into the collective trance of the world and the energy that's always trying to move us from our own center and grounding. So true. You used a lot of words that I love. I mean, you talked about anchoring yourself, grounding yourself, breathing and stopping and learning to let go. I mean, I think this is the dance that we're always in. And when things are noisier, we have more access to information than we ever did. I mean, like I mentioned, when I was doing Jinshin, Jiyats, whatever, in my 20s, there wasn't all this access to data. So like you said, even if the world was a little, uh, you know, there was turmoil in it, your access or your, your awareness of it was still more limited. And now all we do is pick up our phones in between all the different social media feeds. It can be like a wave of overwhelm that's yeah. washing. And I just know that, I mean, it's interesting. So many people posting about how they are feeling anxious. So I'd love to give some tools. Take one second. You know, I gave an introduction of, you know, your background, but how do you describe the work that you do in the world, Derek? How do you, how do you describe it? <laughs> Yes. Um, so I think of it, I use the term embodiment as a sort of an aggregate of different skills. Um, in a certain sense, it's really about balancing mind, body, and spirit. Um, and we live in a culture and a society where we put a lot of emphasis on the mind, not so much emphasis on the body and very little on spirit in a certain sense. And so my work really is about helping people to remember what they already know, you know, and this goes back, you know, none of this is new, right? All these traditions are holding on to th threads of human wisdom and technology. And it's a question of um, remembering, you know, it's like Socrates said, all knowledge is a remembering, right? The word education is to draw forth rather than to put in, right? So we've got a lot of these things backwards. And in a lot of the traditions, they talk about an inversion. See, we're so used to looking out there to get our entertainment, to get our answers, to get our information, to feel safe, that we've lost our connection to ourselves and the ability to go inward. 
And so really all the tools that I work with and all the practices are supporting people in learning to go inward. And mm-hmm. that sounds uh, simple, I suppose, but it's, it's, again, it's not easy and it can be intimidating, right? The body can be something that people have a lot of distrust and a lot of fear about. And so it's really about learning to re-inhabit ourselves by learning to recognize the narrative and the story that is bringing us into the anxiety that is creating tension in the body that makes it uncomfortable. And when we're uncomfortable in our bodies, we don't want to be there. So where do we go? We go into our heads. And so all of these tools are about learning to promote a softening of one's whole being. But we can begin with the body. The body is the grossest level of our experience. And so we can move from gross into subtle. Because a lot of the time, if we just start with the subtler aspects, it can become conceptualized. And none of these things are about concepts or knowing at that level of reality. It's about a much deeper access to information. And so spirituality, for instance, is something that you know, you can read a book and understand pretty easy as a concept what needs to be done, <laughs> but that doesn't mean you've done it, right? Transformation True. is not the same as enlightenment. And so we can have an enlightenment and have a powerful experience, but we've still got all this karma and we've got all these patterns that we've been conditioned and that enlightenment experience won't just change all that. So then there's work to be done. There's transformation. And so my work really is about assisting people that are interested in experiencing more peace and relaxation and joy in their life by helping them to unpack some of these traditions and tools. So I use a lot of these traditional methods and help distill them so people can have access to it. Because in a lot of ways, the good stuff is already there. It's all in the traditions. But in a lot of ways, we're always trying to reinvent the next thing. We imagine that we know things now that they didn't know in the past. And and I don't really buy into that. I think as long as people have been alive, they've wondered how to stay alive and how to make it worth it. So having purpose and meaning and health and vitality have never not been um, points of focus for the human being. And so these traditions of the past knew this, they considered this, and you had thousands of years of, of technology being refined and passed on. And um, that can have its own problems, just like the old photocopier analogy, right? The, the picture gets more and more distorted, but there are living traditions. And so when these traditions that are still intact, the technologies there are still very much intact. So so this is what I work with. I help people work with the body, work with the mind, work with the breath, and um, really in an attempt to get people to begin to recognize tension that they're holding in their body subconsciously, um, unnecessary and unhelpful story and narrative that they might be telling themselves, and providing a crucible through stillness in silence and coaching to help people learn to return to themselves, to, to quit chasing the squirrel of the world out, out there, you know, to, to sit still and see what shows up. And I love this. And, you know, you've got 30 plus years of experience studying 
So for the purposes of today, I love giving anything tangible, you know, just any tools, you mentioned tools. I don't, you tell me the best way to approach it, maybe more generally, or maybe one for mind, body, spirit. I'll, I'll leave it to you to, to decide what makes sense, but anything we can do to help people ground, to anchor, to feel less anxious would be fantastic today. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, so <sighs> simplest thing is just to stop whatever's going on, full stop and open to the present moment. Break the momentum of whatever it is you feel that you're enmeshed in just by stopping. That's harder to do than you think though, isn't it funny? Because as you're saying it, I mean, you can be like, all right, I'm going to get off whatever, Twitter or social, whatever thing you might be searching and taking in data. And the next thing you know, you're still there half an hour later, even though you've promised yourself you're going to go to bed. So so is there a way to even just make yourself stop? Like, is there something you can well, do to disrupt the, that yeah, pattern? So, yeah. So um, when I say stop, I'm talking about more in the moment, right? So let's say you're feeling frenetic and you're noticing that you're just going too fast and you're processing too many thoughts and you're feeling hectic. Just in that moment, okay. stop. Mm. Just be still and see. Just fully stop and open. How do you open? What does that mean? Great question. Well, you open by stopping because (laughs) it's the energy of the mental process that creates tension in the body and we get into a contracted state and we get into the doing mode and the two feed each other. Mm -hmm. So when we stop and we put down whatever story, let's say there's a narrative going on in the mind, we just put it down, just try to let it go. Don't touch it, right? And then we relax the body. We remember the body. A lot of the time we go around our day-to-day living just in our head. And we don't even, you know, the body's just carrying us around. But we learn to feel. So, you know, this is always an interesting. So, you know, in terms of what do I do? I do Jinshinjitsu. I teach Qigong. I teach Tai Chi. There's lots of practices. But really, it's all about learning to develop feeling awareness. Hmm. Because we become numb subconsciously. And so tension limits the body's ability to feel itself. Mm. And we develop sensory motor amnesia, which is a term that comes from Thomas Hanna and somatics, which is another type of work that I do. But for me, all these different um, traditions or ways of working, they're all interconnected. There's a through line in all these things. And the through line has to do with listening sensing and letting go because it's only when we let go that we can come into stillness and silence and that's where healing happens and that's where peace and relaxation happen and so we have to learn to see the internal movements that are leading us out into these patterns of doing and being and stressing and all of these other things and so to stop and open is really just that. It's not hard. It's hard to sustain, right? So, you know, we all do it subconsciously. You know, you just, whoa, you know, you just pop out of the dream for a moment and you realize how crazy you've been. And all of a sudden Mm -hmm. you've got your wits about you. And it's like part of the process is learning to 
inter interrupt that whole process more quickly. Mm. It's not that you ever get to a point where that doesn't happen. It's just that you don't get so you don't get carried so far downstream before you realize you're being carried downstream. Mm. The thoughts might arise, the anxiety might arise, but you feel it and you sense it and you can let it go because tension is an activity. Thinking is an activity. We're doing these things. They're not just happening to us. We're doing them, but they feel so familiar. It's so intimate that it's like you don't see your own face, right? So these are ways of being that until they're reflected back to us, we often don't see them unless they become totally dysfunctional and we have crisis, which usually leads to change. Mm -hmm. And so an awful lot of it is a willingness to inquire into what's going on and to be honest, if there's suffering, to be honest about the suffering. Only then can we change it. But a lot of the time, what we do is we double down on activity and mm -hmm. we look for more answers out there and we get further away from the medicine in here. Yeah, because it's true. You, we talk, you mentioned about remembering. I always say life is about remembering, right? So, and you mentioned the philosopher said that. So I'm not saying yeah. I'm a philosopher. <laughs> You are, I know that. <laughs> um, but uh, that's what always feels true, but it's not easy to get there. It's interesting because you're you're sitting in the woods. I know this is near yes. your home, but you're in a very, you're, it almost looks like a backdrop, like a photograph behind you. It's very funny, but even looking at it, I feel more calm seeing those beautiful uh, yes. trees behind you and the greenery. You know, I'm wondering if that's a part of how to do it. I mean, people like, you know, it's sort of like, tell me what to do and I'll, at least I can try. So is it meditating? Is it journaling? Is it getting out into nature? Or is it literally, I get the stopping part, right? So yeah. now, of course, my mind is going, well, give me an activity yes, to incorporate see, with that. But is that part of the problem? That's part of the problem. I mean, it's not to say there's anything wrong with all of those things and practices yeah. are useful and, yes. and, and, and all of those things have a time and a place. But the compulsion to look for the way to fix it creates the idea that there's something to be fixed. Mm. And in a sense, it's about the opposite, meaning it's about slowing down and simplifying. Now, there are practices, and I'll be happy to share some, but it is important to recognize that the need to want to better myself or make things different is more thrashing about against the stream of things because everything is exactly as it's meant to be. It couldn't be otherwise. That's why it is what it is. And whatever divine intelligence is breathing all this dance and dream together is doing exactly what it wants. We just at the human level imagine, oh, we could make this better or fix this. And, and you can see throughout history, every time we try to solve one problem, it creates other problems. It's just not how it is. That's the dream state. And so part of what we're looking for is to come back to shore a little bit. To, to The body is the shoreline of the soul, right? It gives us a place from which to have this experience. And I'm not saying it's the entirety of it because you're also not your body, right? And that can get, not to get too ontological, but there's, there's, there's things that we can do in terms of contemplation and thinking about that can free up some of the assumptions that we have that cause us just to react and respond in the world through these conditioned ways of being. And, and so, you know, the, yes, I, I, I live in a beautiful place where I have a lot of nature and nature is one of the greatest supports that we have for remembering. 
And this is why it's such a tragedy of what's going on with the planet and, and our attitude toward nature. And so, you know, that, that could be a whole show. That's a huge, huge subject. But uh, so, yes, taking a walk in nature, sitting by a stream, all these things are very powerful and very useful because they bring you to silence. They bring you to stillness. They let you remember your physicality and your body and you get out of your head quite naturally when you're in nature. So it's a medicine in that regard. Mm. Um, you know, just taking f- five minutes and sitting in stillness. I mean, this is something everybody could do every day and it's so powerful, but it's hard because what happens is you try to do it and you get agitated. You feel like, oh, I should be doing this. I'm not being productive. So we come up with all these excuses to not do this. And really the we is the ego because it wants to remain in control. And so it doesn't want you to do the things that are going to diminish its role in in running the show. So stillness and silence have nothing for it to do, right? And Mm -hmm. so it really gets crazy when we we go into these places. Um, But yeah, so, you know, if journaling lets you sit down for 20 minutes a day or an hour or whatever it is and and get it all out. It's beautiful. It's, it's a perfect practice. It's all allowed. It's all included. It's just, it can't be the, you can't be running away to some other activity to, to assuage these kinds of feelings because every activity just winds up being the same thing. It's, it just, it, it will run its course, right? It's, it's not about the thing out there. It's about us. It's about the truth of our own being. And um, often when we get into activity, we're not attentive to the self because we're in the activity. So reflective practices, journaling, sitting, getting acupuncture, these are all good things. Taking a Tai Chi class, they're all positive steps in the dream, right? They're, They're moving us towards something more wholesome, something better but they're all still in the world of um, phenomena in a certain sense. And I mean, I'm not to get too wild on you here, but, but if we're talking about suffering and if we're talking about fear and, and the cessation of the suffering and the fear, then that doesn't get solved through an activity that gets solved through deep introspective work and learning to discover the truth of one's being beyond the story of the ego and the persona. And, and that's a bit of work and one has to have the inclination to do it because it doesn't help with the dream, right? A lot of people just want to upgrade their dream. I want bigger muscles or a better car or whatever the story (laughs) anybody has going on is, you know? Um, And uh, so the point is that it's not about the acquisition or the uh, transformation at that level. In a certain sense, it's it's about um, learning to be okay with simplicity and the stillness and the silence. And so that is uh, can feel very threatening to people. You know, I mean, I've had when I had my practice in the city for years. I mean, I, I had a person one time say to me, "Well, I can't possibly live my life if I'm this relaxed." Oh, funny. <laughs> you know? oh, that's so and funny. It's like well, confusing stress with productivity. You that's know? hilarious. Well, actually, let's pick up there because getting Jin Shin Jitsu is so relaxing. 
Yes. Can you explain what it is and maybe <clears throat> give us some exercises for those, you know, of us who sure. want to have something very tangible that they can do as yes. we're also becoming aware of more inviting in more silence, stopping the chatter and all that. But um, it's funny because Gabby Bernstein was doing some sort of, you know, how to reduce anxiety and she was giving different uh, tools. One was emotional freedom technique. Yeah. One was Jinshin Jitsu. And I thought that was interesting because you don't hear about it very often. I mean, I just happened to stumble upon it, but I don't think it's as well known as maybe acupuncture or other no, healing certainly not. So can you explain what it is and maybe give us some things we can do, maybe even just with the, the finger holds or whatever? Sure. Yes, I'd be happy to. Um, yeah. So Jinshin Jitsu is a traditional form of energetic healing done through laying on of the hands. The simplest way to think about it is that it's very similar to acupuncture, but we're using fingers instead of hands. People, you know, acupressure is a thing, but Jinshin Jitsu is a particular lineage of healing that comes from Japan. And so it has its own cosmology and story in a sense. But simply stated, it's about the promotion of circulation. When the circulation is full in the body, then you have blood and chi that get everywhere and they bring the nourishment and they clean. But when circulation gets limited, you have health issues. And so when the body is tight and the breath is incomplete, then you're not having the circulation reach throughout the whole body. And so it's like a, a sponge. The body has a capillary kind of a quality to it. And so, you know, in the same way that you can have a dry spot, not a hard spot and a sponge, the body gets these. And so what happens in those areas is that you get accumulation, you get uh, the buildup of toxins and, you know, whatever, who knows, you, you know, I'm not a doctor, but the point is there's stuckness. There's things that need to move. Energetic so what, or circulatory or both? Both. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's both, right? Clearly, um, there's bloods and fluids in the body, but that isn't what makes us alive, right? There's some other thing that's an intangible that is the breath of life, if you, whatever you want to call it. And so in Chinese medicine, they say blood and chi are inextricable. Where the blood flows, the chi flows. So it's the same model. Mm -hmm. And so the point is, is that you're learning to soften the body, which allows the breath to be fuller. So over many years of doing this work, um, what I see consistently happen with people that do the work is one, the body begins to release and soften. Mm. So literally your torso, which most people are holding so tight, unbeknownst to themselves because of subconscious tension, starts to soften and melt. So then what happens? The breath naturally deepens because mm -hmm. there's space. It can open the body. If the body's tight, the breath is limited, right? So if you've got real tightness in your body, it doesn't matter how much breath work you do, you're not going to really be able to breathe fully because the mechanism of the ribs opening and closing isn't really happening. So when the body softens, the breath deepens. When the breath deepens, the circulation becomes full. When the circulation becomes full, the body's taken care of. That's how it's designed. And I'm, I'm simple. I don't get to, everything's a model, right? So like, who's got the right model? Who knows? doesn't really matter. But there are things that we see happening in nature, happening everywhere. And they're happening through us and to us because we're not separate from that. 
we tend to imagine ourselves as like figurines that kids play with in an old shoebox, right? You take the figurine and you put it in the box. Like we just, somebody put people on the planet. We're growing out of the earth the way an apple grows out of a tree. We're part of it. So nature is ruling us. And so what the ancients understood is that when you come into alignment and harmony with nature, you're you're creating the conditions for health. You're inviting it in, you know? And so, so much of what goes on is we're looking for solutions to problems without considering the root of the problem. You know, if you're running around and you're anxious and stressed and tight, of course, you're going to have projects to work on. Of course, the body's going to be uncomfortable and unhappy. And, and that creates a cascade to the emotional body and the mental body and the situational body. So it's really simple. But it's not easy because you have to put in the work. Now, what's nice about Jin Shin Jitsu is that you can do it to yourself. Not that's right. Not you can't reach all the spots like you could work on if I came to see you. But there's things that we can do, right? So maybe we could yes. get one for what's what's a, they're called holds, aren't they? What? Yeah, we we talk about holds, um, and and yes, this is one of the real virtues of Jin Shin Jitsu is that you learn to work on yourself. And at the simplest level, it's about holding fingers. And so again, Jinshin is based on the old energetic model of the body. So we talk about the meridians of the body and the organ functions. So each of the organ functions terminates in a finger and a toe. So, and we're just going to talk about the fingers, but your thumb is in charge of the stomach and the spleen function energy which is the element of the earth. And it has to do with the attitude of worry. So that means that when the stomach and spleen are out of harmony, we might experience more worry or preoccupation than we need to. So by lovingly holding the thumb and listening to it, noticing what we're sensing when we hold the thumb. So we can bifurcate our attention, right? As I'm talking to you now, I'm holding my thumb. My mind is fine having this conversation, but there's a part of me that's paying attention to listening to my thumb. And I may notice pulsation. I may notice heat. doesn't matter. Whatever shows up is allowed and fine, and we don't need to do anything with it. But we lovingly hold the thumb like a good handshake or a good hug. There's a quality to the feeling. And by doing this, we're helping to send energy into the organ function So this will help with the attitude. As the organ function gets stronger, the attitudes diminish. And so um, holding the fingers is a great way to, in a sense, working on yourself with Jin Shin Jitsu is cumulative, just like receiving the sessions. So it's like putting money in the bank. If you've got nothing to do with your hands, grab a finger and just tune in, allocate a little bit of your awareness to it. So I'm going to give you a little... Uh, mnemonic, I think they're called, little words of memory, memorizing all this. And Derek, I'm just going to explain what I'm seeing for those, since this is more of an auditory experience, although it will be on YouTube. Basically, uh, you just have your thumb out and with your opposite hand, wrap your fingers and thumb around that finger, the opposite finger. So I'm taking my right hand and I'm holding my left thumb. That's correct. Yes. You just simply with the one hand will grasp <clears throat> the fingers on the other hand. In this yeah. case, it's the thumb. Yes. So the way to remember it is to say, 
to grab your thumb and we say, get rid of worry, which is the thumb, fast. So the pointer finger is fear. The pointer finger is fear. Yeah. The middle middle finger finger is anger. Anger. The ring finger is sadness. Mm. And the little finger is trying too hard. So that's Mm. the fast. Fear, anger, sadness, trying too hard. Oh, Wait, get rid of fear. Get rid anger, of worry. Yes. Yeah. Get rid okay. of worry, worry fast. Worry fast. Okay. So worry fear. thumb, F A S T, pointer, middle, ring, thinking. That's correct. Yes. Got it. And how and long do you hold each finger for? It could be two minutes. It could be an hour. It all depends on you, the time you have, and what feels good. Yeah. You could be in a meeting. You could be on an airplane. Uh, on a bus. Be... I mean, I'm always holding something. Yeah. I'm always working on myself and it's just natural. It feels yeah, good. It does and feel and good. it becomes a sort of a biofeedback. You, it gives you a anchor to remember yourself, mm. to relax, to listen. And it builds an energy. You know, it's like, it's no different than a pushup. If you do one pushup, nothing will happen. But if you do some pushups every day, and you start to do more because you're getting stronger. Over time, you'll see a lot of change. Mm. This is no different. You hold your finger once and you're not going to notice it. But if you keep doing it, you may. Some people on the first time have an experience. But the more you avail yourself to having this experience, the more it shows up. And the more you practice it, the more you sensitize yourself to begin to notice these things. And so one of the biggest issues I think out there is that we have a diminished capacity to sense our own bodies because we're so focused on the world outside of ourselves and we're just not that physical of a culture. And so um, Jinshin is a great way to learn to listen to ourselves again, to be with our bodies. And it's just, you know, it's like how gentle and tender can you be with yourself? How much can you go there? And that's not easy for a lot of us, right? So it's a very safe, accessible, powerful practice. But like with most things, we get out of it what we put into it. And so if you're really in your head about it and you're going crazy and you hold your thumb, you know, it's very easy to say, I don't notice anything, didn't do anything. But it's like, Okay, you're also maybe if you walk through the woods, wouldn't see the birds and all the other things going on. Right. Where's your head at in that moment? Yeah, it's a so, it's a conscious choice to bring awareness, right? So yes. you could even be thinking, gosh, I'm worried and think I'm going to hold my thumb right now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can use it that way. And if you can't remember any of it, just yeah. know that grabbing any finger is yeah. going to be helpful yeah. because it's all interconnected. You know, you don't have to just, oh, I'm worried, hold the thumb. You could hold another finger and it will help as well. So um, that's just about efficacy, learning to be more precise in how we use the art so that there's a process around getting more streamlined in our approach through practice and knowledge. But at the simplest level, hold a finger, full stop, open up, breathe, relax, breathe, listen. Yeah. All of these things. And forming that as a habit because the answer is never different. It's never that something else is needed. It's always about self-remembering and coming into the moment and being still and quiet for a moment. I'm trying to think of the best place to end. 
sort of what we've talked about today. I mean, the world will continue to be noisy. They'll, you know, there's going to be a lot of sadness. We are all connected. I know I believe that. I believe you believe that, right? There's that energetic connection to all that is. And we, as a part of this collective, are going to feel the the waves of that. There's no way to, to anyone who's paying attention and aware, there's no way to escape that. So you've given us some tools through the Jin Shinjitsu with the hand, you know, holding the different fingers. We've talked about, you know, the stopping, the breathing, using whatever tools you need. If you want to journal, be with nature. Because we we took sort of a philosophical, st- you know, bringing you on deliberately with this sort of, you know, where do we sort of anchor in to end this? Like, you know, is there something we can do to strengthen our spirit or anything else you want to add on this, you know, to help people navigate right now? Because I really think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Oh, and it's I'm a, And I'm an optimist and I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, but I'm also a realist. Like it's obvious it's going to get a lot worse before it gets That's better. That's right. So. Well, I think the best thing we can learn to do is to be honest about what's true for us and to recognize that it is in the stillness, in the silence, in the allowing for simply being and not trying to solve it, right? Life isn't a problem to be solved. Even though the world is chaotic and crazy, it's not your world to fix. The hand that made it will guide it. Wow. Yeah, but that's... That's a beautiful concept, but also harder to, you know, because everybody is passionate and feels like they want to help. So we need to surrender that need. Is it, is it an individual path then as a part of the whole? Like, how do you see that? Because we are still here. We do show up. Our choices have consequences, right? Uh, absolutely. And, and my experience and, um, well, I would say this, if you get your own house in order, what's to be done becomes clear and you show up as a beacon in the world. But too often people that are even with the right intention, trying to fix somebody or something, it doesn't work. Yeah. We have to start with our own house. I think that's important, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and to recognize that, you know, be still and know, right? This is bigger than all of us. And, and this isn't a, a call to apathy or to disengage with the world. Be fully in the world, but, but be discerning and recognize that it isn't yours to fix. And if you've got your own stuff, which we all do, yeah, deal with that because that is yours to fix. And in fixing that, you help it spreads across the world. Meditation is a great idea for everyone. Sitting in stillness, simply watching thoughts arise, not touching them, letting them fall away. It's a beautiful practice, free, available to everyone. The challenge is that people won't do it. And so oftentimes what we need is somebody who's grounded in these things to show us how to do it. Even Mm. just sitting in silence with someone who sits in silence is a totally different experience than trying it on your own because there's a uh, transmission in a sense that can happen. And so, yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's beautiful and I encourage people to do activities and things that they're called toward, right? To listen to that. At the same time, 
be introspective, contemplate it. What's driving you toward it? Are you trying to be a better version or, or, you know, and a lot of the time with a lot of these processes, there's a period of perturbation and confusion that precedes necessarily clarity and, and the other fruits. So a lot of the challenge is people are looking for instant gratification and to feel better right away. Yeah. But a lot of the things that give you that, they don't go very deep. And so people just go from thing to thing. Whereas the invitation is to maybe not know and to maybe be confused and to maybe be willing to sit with your fear and your anxiety and not need them to go away because that's just moving away from it. I think that's very wise. Part of it is being honest, which is, I don't know what's going on and I'm terrified by it. Right. Just owning the truth versus trying to make it go away. Exactly. And a lot of activities acceptance. just become about that. Yeah. Acceptance and surrender That's and love. Right. You, you said it and it's, it's absolutely right, right? So much of um, love is the energy of the world and yeah. recognizing that whatever is creating all of this is doing it out of love. Yeah. And we may not understand why the world is the way that it is, we're never going to understand the world. It's always been a mystery and it will always be a mystery. And the more we try to grab at it, the more f hectic it becomes. So knowing that we're being held in love and that it's okay to have fear, to have anger, to have whatever's true for you and to not need to run away from that, but to maybe try to befriend it or to look into it a little bit. This is where a lot of power and change comes from. And so be weary of just filling up activities to make a better version of yourself. Really try and look underneath the hood, see what's really going on. And, you know, I know in my own experience, even at times when I thought I was doing it, there was a whole world of stuff I wasn't even looking at, you know. So as we get older and if we stay with it, we, the view expands. We, we, we begin to get certain we develop the capacity to engage in the process more heartily, but that just takes time and, and practice. Um, liberation doesn't take practice, but ripening, you know, the old expression, the fruit ripens in time, but drops in a moment. Wow. Wow. Actually, don't know. I didn't know that expression, but that's deep. <laughs> that's deep. And I think how you, what you just said is so true. And I think this is going to give people a lot to think about. I mean, you gave us actual tools, but it's a broader perspective on life and that it's really just part of this journey that we're all on. And the idea of surrender is huge. And just yeah. like you said, accepting where, we, where we're at and maybe not always trying to fix it, but to be with it, that's allowing right. ourselves to be with it. Yeah, um, that's right. If people want to learn more about you, your work, Jinshin, where do I direct them, Derek? Um, my website is my name, uh, D-E-R-E-K, yeah, DerekNotman.com. Yeah. Great. And what about on social, Instagram or? Uh, yeah, I have an Instagram for Island Physical Culture. I'm sort of uh, building out a new website around an awakened embodiment, which is more around inquiry and healing work. I also do a lot of teaching of movement and this kind of stuff. I mean, I... I I love movement, and so that's a passion for me. Um, and I, I really think that the more we are 
comfortable in the body, the more we can settle the mind. You know, there's an old expression, the body reveals the mind and the mind reveals the spirit. Mm. There are layers, different layers of density of the same event. And so in working through this process of learning to listen and soften the body, both through movement and stillness, which is Jin Shin Jitsu, um, we create the conditions for further development and illumination. And so that's a lot of what my work is about. Um, so yeah, Island Physical Culture is my Instagram and uh, it's also my website and as well as my name. Okay, perfect. And I will link that in the show notes. Um, so great to connect with you. You have just a calming presence and a unique mm. perspective that I think a lot of us aren't tuned into because we are so in our mind, just looking for answers for everything versus maybe allowing the stillness and just being. I know I'm I'm, I'm working on that every single day. So <laughs> it's, it's a challenge for all of us. I mean, it, it really is. And, and I, I can't say enough about the allowing for the simplicity because it's, it's one of the things is that we rush right past it, right? The, the old, I think Benjamin Franklin said the most consistent human failures, the overlooked obvious. Mm. And yeah, yeah. Every tradition points back to this stillness and silence. Be still and know. Be still and know. I think that's a beautiful place to end. And we can take that with us. I mean, I think anything simple like that where you can just remind yourself, be still and know, and just sit with that and see what that that's what right. that means for you. That's for right. everyone, yes. it's going to be different. Yes. So thank you. This has been fun. Thank you for the work that you're doing in the world, Derek. It's such a pleasure oh. to connect with you. And I wish we lived in the same state because I definitely could use some, <laughs> some body work, but in another time. It was a real pleasure. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope you gained some new information or inspiration for your life. That is that the essence of this show is to really wake up to what's possible for you to reclaim your beautiful voice and to really learn to love and prioritize yourself. So if you gained any value from any of the conversations you've tuned into, make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. You can do that right now on your phone. And please do consider leaving a rating and review if you have yet to do so on Apple Podcasts. It's actually how more women can find the show. And I really want to grow a community of women who are loving themselves and living full on. So thank you as always for tuning in. And I look forward to reconnecting with you next Wednesday. Bye for now.